morning. Thank you for joining us today at the Northern Alberta Institute of Technology in Edmonton. My name is Matthew Lindbergh, and I am the Dean of the School of Skilled Trades here at NAIT, as well as a board member for the Alberta Board of Skilled Trades. It's my pleasure to be the MC for the, today's event. Before we begin, I would like to do a brief land acknowledgement. At NAIT, we acknowledge that the land on which we learn, work, and live is Treaty 6 territory. We seek to learn from history and the lessons that have come before us, and to draw on the wisdom of the first peoples of, nation, of Canada. Only through learning can we move forward in truth and reconciliation and to a better future together. We have a tight program this morning, uh, so I'll invite Minister of Advanced Education, Demetrius Nicolaitis, to the podium to make an important announcement related to the apprenticeship education in Alberta. Minister. Well, thank you very much, and uh, good morning, everyone. It's uh, great to uh, be here once again on Nate's incredible campus, and of course, more specifically, the Powerline Technician Training Space that we find ourselves uh, here in today. And so, uh, indeed, Matt, thank you very much for the, the kind introduction, and, and let me say a warm uh, thank you as well to uh, President of Nate, uh, Laura Jo Gunter, uh, for uh, allowing us to be here and, and make this important announcement today. Um, of course, a couple of things uh, to say just before we jump into the announcement. You know, being here in this, this uh, Powerline Technician Training Space, uh, for me, really helps to bring to the forefront the importance of trades and apprenticeship education in our province. Uh, uh, journeymen and trades professionals are vital to our province's economic success and vital to our well-being. They literally build, trades professionals literally build the, the roads that we drive on, the houses we live in. And um, as many may recall and, and note that since 2019, Alberta's government has taken steps to elevate the trades and, to, and work to create a parity of esteem. Uh, because Alberta's government firmly believes, as do I, that a trade certificate has the same value, merit, and worth as a university degree. And that's what uh, brings us here today, to make an important announcement about expanding trades and apprenticeship education in Alberta. And this is particularly important as we move past uh, the COVID-19 pandemic into a period of significant economic recovery. In fact, um, analysts are, are predicting that our economy will return to levels that we haven't seen in our province since 2014. And as well, they're predicting that Alberta will lead Canada in uh, GDP growth over the next year. Now, of course, this degree of, of economic success, and uh, we, we see a lot of this economic success just very recently, of course, to Haviland announced a new manufacturing plant just outside of Calgary that will create 1,500 new jobs, as well as other investments in, in new operations that we've seen over the past couple of years. But, the, of course, this degree of economic success and growth also comes with some set of challenges. And one of those challenges is a shortage of skilled trades and skilled professionals. Simply put, there aren't enough skilled workers to keep pace with labor market demands. And if we are indeed going to keep moving forward, businesses and investors need to know that Alberta has the skilled workforce to get the job done. That's why, in part, we created Alberta 2030, the first 10-year strategic plan for post-secondary education in well over a decade. And we've announced a number of strategic investments throughout the summer to move that plan forward. And one of those key investments earlier this year was 
an investment of $171 million over three years to create 10,000 new post-secondary spaces at our incredible institutions. This was, without question, the largest targeted seat expansion in Alberta history. Now, however, this seat expansion was primarily focused on more traditional programs at universities and colleges. And, of course, it's important, as I've mentioned, to ensure that we're expanding capacity in trades and apprenticeship education. And so uh, just a quick note uh, as to the, the status of, of apprenticeship education in the province today. As of December 31st, 2021, there are approximately 39,000 registered apprentices in the province, and they're receiving incredible on-the-job training with over 10,000 uh, at over 10,000 employer sites around the province. And it is essential that we continue to support and expand apprenticeship education in Alberta to meet current and future skill needs. So that's why today I'm happy to announce an investment of $15 million over three years to expand apprenticeship education in Alberta. This funding is broken down into two parts, and I'll give you a high-level overview of these two pieces. First and foremost, we will be investing $1.3 million of this funding to create 300 new apprenticeship seats for existing in-demand programs at SAIT, Portage College, and right here at Nate. Nate will receive just over 760000 to expand three programs, creating 72 new seats in pipe trades, 36 new seats in, uh, for electricians, and 24 new seats for, you guessed it, power line technicians. SATE will also receive 187000 to create 18 seats for auto body technicians and 24 new seats for automotive services. In addition, the remainder, the 13 million remainder of this 15 million will be invested to create new apprenticeship learning opportunities with a focus on funding programs in high demand sectors such as aviation, tech and health. We will work with employers and post-secondary partners to create new apprenticeship style programs. This will be an exciting time for our institutions as they collaborate with industry to determine what skills are most in demand and what new apprenticeship learning programs they can develop. I'm sure we'll receive some incredible proposals as we work with our institutions and employers over the coming months to determine how this $13 million can be best put to use. By aligning our new learning opportunities with the priorities of industries, we are building a skilled labor force to meet current and future demands. Today is a step forward in expanding apprenticeship education in Alberta. I look forward to working with our institutions to grow apprenticeship opportunities. Thank you very much. Thank you, Minister. This is uh, truly exciting news and wonderful news as well. Uh, I would like to now invite Laura Jo Gunter, President and CEO of Nate, uh, as well as a member of the Skills for Jobs Task Force, to the podium to share a few words. Thank you, Matt, and good morning, everyone. Let me begin by thanking the Alberta Government, Minister Nicolades, and the Alberta at Work Initiative for providing this crucial funding. At Nate, we work hard to make sure that students are job ready from the moment they graduate. We provide transformative polytechnic education that leads to meaningful careers. Partnership helps us reach this goal. 
Nate partners with industry in everything that we do. That's how we ensure that the hands-on learning that we provide is current and relevant. Support from the government is equally essential. Today is an excellent example of that. Identifying a growing need in apprenticeship education and receiving the necessary resources to fill that need is how we prepare a skilled workforce now and in the future. This targeted investment into apprenticeship education ensures more students will have access to in-demand, industry-relevant programs. It also ensures industry will have access to the skilled workers they need to grow and thrive. Nate will always play a major role in providing that skilled workforce needed for a prosperous economy. The future of apprenticeship education will be far more innovative and inclusive. So Nate's future will be to deliver the next generation of skilled trades and technology-based programs in flexible and interdisciplinary spaces equipped with the latest technology and purposefully designed to be inclusive. Above all, we need to keep up with demand. We need to make sure that we have enough seats in our most sought-after programs. And given the province's current and positive economic outlook, the trend for demand will only continue. That is why I celebrate today's announcement and the great impact it will have on the skilled workers, industry, and on Alberta. We are working together for a better future. Once again, thank you, Minister Nicolades and the Alberta government. Nate is grateful for your support. I would like to welcome back to the podium the Dean of Nate's School of Skilled Trades, Matt Lindbergh. Thank you, Laura Jo. To echo the sentiment shared by President Gunter, Nate's School of Skilled Trades is very pleased with today's announcement. We're excited and ready to welcome more apprentices into uh, Nate later this fall. This funding allows us to welcome an additional 132 apprentices in high-demand trade programs, including electrician, power line technician, plumber, steam fitter, pipe fitter, and gas fitter. These programs are in high demand, both from apprentices looking for training to support their successful careers, and from industry partners who are looking for skilled tradespeople who are job ready. Thanks to this funding, next week we can start contacting apprentices who are already on a wait list for these five programs, and those apprentices can start their training as early as this, fun, this fall. Nate is committed to apprenticeship education and will continue to meet the demands of industries in Alberta where there is a need for skilled workers while ensuring our programs are sustainable and aligned with student and industry demand. Apprenticeship education relies on close relationships with, partner, with industry, post-secondary, and with government. Together, we all have a responsibility to develop the skilled talent that Alberta and the country will need to support a vibrant economy. The number of active apprentices who are sponsored by employers ultimately determines the capacity anticipated by post-secondary institutions such as NAIT. Utilizing data from advanced education, AIT, and our own understanding of enrollment trends, Nate collaborates with government to anticipate the number of seats needed for each trade, allowing students to progress through their apprenticeship education. Nate has a strong foundation of skilled trades education. Thanks to recent changes in legislation, we have more flexibility and involvement in developing and delivering the apprenticeship education that Alberta requires. We will continue to leverage our strong connections with industry partners, and we will rely on them to help identify the skills and competencies our learners need to succeed in the workforce now and into the future. 
There is always going to be a need for skilled tradespeople in Alberta. They are integral to our province, integral to our economy, and integral to our communities. We know that apprentices and skilled tradespeople support Alberta's industries, Alberta's economy, and continue to be recognized across Canada as some of the most qualified tradespeople in the nation. By continuing to support apprenticeship education, Alberta is ensuring that a skilled and talented workforce will be there to help and close that labour gap and create that pipeline of talent that industry and our province will need to be successful now and into the future. The funding from this government is providing to post-secondary institutions for apprenticeship expansion will allow for more training opportunities province-wide, which will in turn produce job-ready, skilled tradespeople who will contribute to the economic prosperity of Alberta and beyond. And with that, it is my great pleasure to introduce Brennan Walker, who is a recent graduate of the plumbing program and one of the many skilled tradespeople making a difference in this province. Brennan. Good morning, everyone. Um, like Matt said, I'm Brennan Walker. I'm a recent graduate of Nate's Plumber and Gas Fitter Program. Um, I was able to, one, succeed through this program because of the quality education that I received at Nate. I credit that to the, the quality instructors. If you are willing to put in the time to succeed in your program, they will meet you every step of the way. Um, about me, I just graduated, like I said, in June. I have both my Red Seal tickets. I got those on the first try. The gas fare test was one of the hardest tests I've ever written in my life, and I credit that, again, to the quality education that I received at Nate. Um, instructors are top-notch. They've impacted my life immensely. Uh, I look forward to continuing my journey with Nate. Um, I am interested in doing refrigeration, even uh, maybe coming back one day as an instructor, really helping sh shape the upcoming workforce with things like this this funding is really going to help out at the school and it's going to help kickstart the economy, help training those apprentices to really drive the Alberta economy forward. Um, I come from a family embedded in the trades. My grandfather was a Red Seal mechanic. He did his education through Nate as well. It's, it's really tradespeople, I know it's already been said, but they really are the backbone of the Alberta economy and it's something that I don't think sometimes gets enough credit because when you pass them, they're, maybe they're, they're guys doing road construction, right? You see them every day. They're out there and they're working. They're making everything happen for Alberta so everyone else can get to do their jobs safely. Thank you guys very much. Thank you very much, Brennan, and congratulations on your accomplishments here at Nate. I look forward to seeing you at Convocation this upcoming year, uh, I, and I wish you all the best in your journey ahead. This concludes our formal portion of today's announcement. Uh, I would like to now invite the Minister's Press Secretary to the podium to coordinate the media Q&A. Thank you. We'll now go into the media Q&A portion of the event. Uh, just a reminder that we'll do one question, one follow-up, and to state your name and outlet uh, before asking your question. I don't know if we have any media in the room here today. There's a mic at the back room if you want to make your way there. 
Um, seeing none, we'll start on the phones here. Operator, could you put through the first caller? Bell Bellefontaine, CBC. Hi, Minister. Um, I have some follow-up questions that I wasn't able to ask you yesterday about the Athabasca University situation, and I apologize for asking an off-topic question. Um, so you indicated yesterday that you're willing to be flexible on the terms of uh, AU's uh, investment management agreement, but you've also indicated in the past you don't want this discussion to go on and on. So what's your deadline? You, you must have a, a hard deadline in mind. Well, I actually don't. Um, I don't have a hard deadline in mind at this at this stage. Um, you know, the board is meeting on Friday, uh, today, I suppose. Today's Friday. Um, the board is meeting today. So I'm going to wait to see what happens uh, from today's meeting, and that'll inform my next steps. Um, because, you know, you're right, as you mentioned, I'm willing to be flexible. And as I've said, if the targets that the government is asking for, maybe according to the university, are a little bit too aggressive or the timelines are too tight, very open and very happy to look at alternatives. Um, I just need to know what those alternatives look like. So um, I'll wait to see what happens today and, um, you know, take that, reflect on what happens today and, uh, and formulate next steps from there. And the so as a follow-up today, they're going to be, yeah. <laughs> um, so as a follow-up, so I'm presuming that they're going to be discussing some kind of agreement today to present to you by the September this year, or some kind of report or whatever. I know that you've asked for details about how they're going to have local employment, stuff like that. So they might, are, they, are they going to be discussing that today to present to you by September 30th? And also, if, if you don't get something that's satisfactory by September 30th, will the institution get an operational grant in October? I think that students want to know that. Sure. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, you know, of course, discussions at, uh, at board meetings can, can vary. Um, you know, I had a peek at the agenda. It's, I think it's online on their website. Um, I didn't see there any particular um, agenda items uh, on this point in specific, but I don't think that that means that there won't be discussion. I imagine there will be. Um, I've offered as well, if, uh, if the board uh, believes it's beneficial or helpful, uh, that uh, I'm happy to make myself available to attend the board meeting, either in part or in whole, um, if, if the board needs me to be available and present for any clarification. Uh, so, um, and I, I apologize, I think you had a second part to your question. Uh, oh, I think you asked if, if if the meeting doesn't go kind of the way we're hoping to see something substantial in terms of revisions to a draft IMA, will they still have a grant in October? Again, I, I'm, I don't want to come to any uh, conclusions. I, let, I, I want to wait and see what's going to happen today and, uh, and, and uh, determine next steps from there. But, you know, I'm very confident that uh, we'll get to a place where we can see uh, a degree of staff living and working in the community uh, and reinforcing the uh, foundational vision uh, and mandate of the institution. So uh, certainly keep you apprised as things move forward. Thank you for that, Michelle. We'll now move to the next caller. Operator, could you please put them through? Janet French, CBC. Hi there. A uh, question for the minister. This $13 million for program development can you be a bit more tangible about what that money is for? How far does it go? Does it include equipment or capital? Does it include any funding for an, for actually operating the programs that would be developed? Uh, 
Yeah, there's uh, there's capacity for that, but we're still very early days. So uh, w- the first step is that we'll we'll be inviting applications to uh, get a get some ideas as what new apprenticeships could look like. We're very interested to look at proposals uh, that uh, where an individual could learn a particular skill set or prepare for for uh, occupation through an apprenticeship style of education. So. Uh, we will, we have an RFP going out to institutions and, um, um, and and more widely to receive ideas and proposals for the creation of new apprenticeship programs. There'll be a lot of development, of course, associated with you know bringing industry partners together. There, you need to whenever you're looking at a new apprenticeship style program, there needs to be a degree of consensus from industry partners as to creating a standard uh, set of core competencies. Subsequent to that, a curriculum needs to be developed. So um, we'll we'll certainly try and stretch this as much as we can. The first priorities of allocating that $13 million will go towards um, consultations, program development, and curriculum development. And a follow-up, Janet? Sorry, forgot to unmute myself. Follow-up is for Laura. I can't actually see you, so I'm just going to assume there's a mic switcher happening right now. Um, what programs, I'm going to ask you to show your hand a little bit. What programs would you create first if you were guaranteed to, to get some of these new apprenticeship-style programs, if you were successful in applying for this money? Well, we have been successful in the fact that we've got some money for the uh, existing programs. In terms of new programs, um, we will be looking at places in high demand. So we are currently working on new programming um, in areas such as um, information technology and in hospitality. So we will be expanding and looking at other areas that, that we could have some apprenticeship-ready um, programs in. So those would be our two first looks because we're seeing um, incredible demand, particularly as we know um, in that IT sector that cuts across all of the sectors in the province. Thank you for that, Janet. And seeing no more questions in the queue, that'll conclude our announcement for today. Thank you, everyone, for joining